Welcome back, Warrior Kids. My name is Pam Palmiter, and I'm the host of the Warrior Kids podcast, which is taped before our famous live studio audience, Peter and Ernie. I'm a Mi'kmaq professor who has created this podcast to celebrate everything Indigenous and work with Warrior Kids to help make the world a better place. If this sounds like something you'd like to do, then join us here every second Wednesday and learn some really cool things along the way. So, Warrior Kids... What did you think about the story from our last podcast? Are you all super fans of crickets now? Do any of you remember why I love crickets so much? That's right! Our English Springer Spaniel puppy was named Cricket. Do any of you remember Cricket? He was our first live studio audience member on the Warrior Kids podcast. He lived a really long time, and we're so glad that we got to spend time with him. Well, he was named Cricket after my baby son, Jeremy. I know, I know, you're probably thinking, what? Cricket? Jeremy? Those words don't even sound remotely similar. Well, there's a story behind it. When my two sons, Mitchell and Jeremy, were just babies, my eldest son, Mitchell, had a hard time to say Jeremy. It sort of sounded like Jiminy. So we all started calling Jeremy Jiminy, which then naturally evolved into us calling him Jiminy the Cricket after the character in the story of Pinocchio. For any of you who have read this story, you know that there's a tiny cricket named Jiminy who is Pinocchio's friend. Well, after calling Jeremy Jiminy and then calling him Jiminy the Cricket, we all ended up just calling him Cricket. As he grew into a toddler, Jeremy would often call himself Cricket, even to his little friends at daycare. As he got older, we stopped calling him Cricket and just called him Jiminy. And then eventually, it got shortened to Jim. So that is why Cricket the puppy is called Cricket, and Jeremy, my baby son, is called Jim. But oh no, the story doesn't end there. Cricket has a middle name. Our puppy was actually named Cricket Chichu. Can anybody guess why his middle name might have been Chichu? I know some of you are thinking really hard right now. What does Chichu sound like? Well, my baby son Jeremy also had a hard time with his brother Mitchell's name. So he used to call him something that sort of sounded like Chichu. We all thought it was so cute. So we all started calling Mitchell Chichu. And then as he got older, we ended up calling him Cheech for short. So naturally, if we are going to name our puppy after one son, he also had to be named after the other son as well. So our English Springer Spaniel puppy became Cricket Chichu after my two sons, Mitchell and Jeremy. My boys are all grown up now. And I still call them Mitch and Jim, but they refer to themselves as Mitchell and Jeremy. Needless to say, there's a lot of nicknames floating around this family, and it's really hard to keep track. Okay, okay, puppies. Maybe someday I'll also tell you the story behind how we chose the names for Peter and Ernie. But right now, we have some new Mi'kmaq words to learn. And you know what? Now that I think about it, What if we learn the Mi'kmaq words for dog and puppy? And if you listen very carefully, 
you'll see they sound very similar. The word for dog is omuj. Omuj means dog. And the word for puppy is omujij. Omuj means dog, and omujij means puppy. We basically add the sound jij to a word, which really means the small or little version. And I like to think the little versions of animals are really cute. Think about little chicks, ducklings, puppies, kittens, bunnies, you name it. I think they're all so cute. Okay, Peter, not quite as cute as little Peter Pie here. But to be honest, I just love all kinds of animals. Birds, fish, even insects. And one of the birds that I've always really appreciated is the eagle, especially the bald eagle. They are so beautiful, and it always feels like a very special moment when you see one flying high in the sky. The two types of eagles that are native here to Turtle Island are bald eagles and golden eagles. I think bald eagles are the ones that most people recognize because they have dark brown feathers on their bodies, but white feathers on their heads. The golden eagle is roughly the same size as the bald eagle, except they have brown feathers all over their body, but they have little bits of golden highlights on the back of their head and neck, and that's what makes them different. Both types of eagles hold special significance for many native cultures all over Turtle Island. There's also two other types of eagles that didn't originate here on Turtle Island, but they've been spotted here from time to time. The first one is the white-tailed eagle. And as you can imagine, it has brown feathers all over, except its tail has white feathers. But their original home is in Europe, Greenland, the Middle East, Russia, and China. But if you're lucky, you might see one or two flying around Alaska from time to time. The other type of eagle that's not originally from Turtle Island is called the Stellar Sea Eagle. They are from Russia and Japan, but can be seen in Alaska once in a while as well. These eagles have brown feathers all over and white feathers on their tails, their shoulders, and their stomach area. And they're also the largest of all four eagles. But since the white eagle and the stellar sea eagle are not from Turtle Island, most native cultures, stories, and traditions relate specifically to the eagles that are here, the bald eagle and the golden eagle. And today I want to talk about the bald eagle, because I just love them so much. Did you know that bald eagles actually get married for life? Okay, eagles don't actually get married like people do, but they do choose partners for life, which is really cool. When bald eagles are about four or five years old, they fly around looking for someone to partner with, someone to make babies with. And they do this after a period of courtship. Courtship is the time when they're searching for partners and you can see them flying around in the air and you can even hear them making special mating calls. Once a male and female bald eagle become partners, they remain partners for life. They build huge nests way up in the trees, usually near some kind of body of water. It could be a river, a lake, or even an ocean. They use lots of different materials to build their nests, 
including sticks and grass, and sometimes you even see feathers. And here's something that's also very interesting. They only make about two or three eggs a year, and not all of them survive. So protecting eagle habitat is very important. Another thing I love about bald eagles is that the mom eagle and the dad eagle both take turns sitting on the eggs to keep them warm until they hatch. Usually what happens is when one parent is hunting for food, the other parent will keep the eggs warm. And do you know what baby eagles are called? Oh my gosh, it's so cute. They're called eaglets. Doesn't that make sense? Eagle, eaglets. When they are little eaglets, they don't even look like eagles. Their little feathers, also called plumage, is all fluffy and light gray in color. They look like a little stuffed toy. But once they start learning how to fly, the little eaglets are called fledglings. And their parents feed them tiny pieces of fish or meat from small animals that they hunted so that the little eaglets can grow up big and strong and be able to leave the nest. Finally, at about 10 to 14 weeks old, they start to learn how to fly, but they're not really independent until at least three months and even longer. Okay, now, are you ready to hear five cool facts about bald eagles? All right, here we go. Number one, the females are larger than the males. Isn't that awesome? Woohoo! Go girls! Number two, their nests are so big that sometimes they can weigh hundreds of pounds, even more than a person. Whoa, that's pretty big. Number three, eagles can also swim in water. No, seriously. Eagles' bones are hollow and their feathers are water resistant. Number four, eagles have better field of vision than humans. And that's where that saying comes from. You know, when you can spot something far off in the distance and someone will say, wow, you have eagle eyes. And number five, last but not least, when you hear an eagle cry in the movies, 90% of the time, it's actually not an eagle. They use the sound of a red-tailed hawk because it just sounds more dramatic. Here, I'll show you. Here's the sound of a bald eagle. And here's the sound of a red-tailed hawk. Do you see the difference? It's pretty huge. But movies like to make everything sound exciting, so that's why they change the sounds. But all of you warrior kids will know the truth. Many native cultures considered the bald eagle very significant. Eagles are honored and treated with the greatest of respect by most Native Americans and First Nations. In lots of native cultures, we believe that the eagles represent strength, courage, and wisdom. In some native traditions, it would be against our own native laws to kill an eagle because so many of us believe it is an important messenger. And depending on which nation it is, what usually happens is when native people are out hunting on the land or fishing or out gathering food and they see a dead eagle, they might perform a ceremony for that dead eagle and then bring it back home so they, they can harvest the feathers, the talons or the other parts. 
and eagle feathers are very special. Sometimes they're used as part of talking circles or used in smudging ceremonies. And we've talked about smudging ceremonies in previous Warrior Kids podcasts. Eagle feathers can also be offered as very special gifts to people to honor them for all of the contributions they are making to the community. Gifted eagle feathers can also be made into fans. That's when you put a whole bunch of feathers together, sometimes with sinew and beadwork and quills, and it becomes part of the regalia used by some dancers in powwows. And traditionally, if someone did so many good things for their community or nation, and they had gathered up so many eagle feathers as gifts, that could have been made into a headdress, often worn by traditional native leaders, especially on the prairies. These feathers can be found in our beadwork, our quillwork, paintings, regalia, and are talked about in our songs, dances, and stories. Over my life, I have been honored and gifted many eagle feathers, and I have in turn gifted eagle feathers to other people. There are so many stories about eagles I hope to share with you in a future episode. But for now, I think there's something else about eagles that we need to talk about that's really, really important. At different points in time in both the United States and Canada, bald eagles weren't doing so well. Their population numbers were on the decline, and that was due to the destruction of their habitat and illegal hunting of them. Sometimes it was also because of chemical sprays being sprayed on fields. So, the United States passed legislation to help protect bald eagles by declaring them an endangered species. Endangered means if we don't protect them, there might not be any more bald eagles. And that would be awful, because we need bald eagles. Not just because they're so wonderful but because they are an important part of our ecosystem. Eagles help clean up our forests by eating all the little dead animals, and they also help keep other animal populations really strong. We all depend on each other to survive, and the bald eagle is an important part of that. Canada also took similar steps as the United States, and even called on all Canadians to help protect bald eagles. Now, the good news is that there are healthy bald eagle populations in both Canada and the United States. Isn't that great news? I'm so thankful for that, especially because bald eagles are so important to us as Native people. But scientists and Native peoples both warn that we must always take steps to protect their habitat and to make sure that we don't destroy the lakes, rivers, and forests that bald eagles need to live. And guess how warrior kids can help? Well, by learning all about bald eagles. So, here we are. It's that time again. We're almost at the end of this podcast. But do you remember how I said I'm going to make new friends in 2022? Well, I've made friends with Chanel at the Peace Out podcast. I made friends with Jonathan at Dorktail Storytime Podcast. And today, I want to introduce you to my new friend, Allie, at the Cool Facts About Animals Podcast. And I'm sure you can probably guess why I like that podcast so much. 
That's right. They share cool facts about animals, and I love animals of all kinds. And Allie said I could share a clip about their podcast, so here it is. What animal has nine brains? And what species do the males give birth? The biggest animal that has ever lived is still alive today. This animal is immune to cancer. This animal only poops every 10 days. What is it? Did you know you could squish the deadliest animals on Earth? And maybe you already have. Find out what animals we're talking about and learn a lot more about animals on Cool Facts About Animals, a podcast by kids and for kids. Doesn't that sound fun? I just love their latest episode all about coyotes. Actually, I think I'll go listen to it again. So, warrior kids, what kind of action can you take on what you've learned today? You could draw a picture of a bald eagle and post it on your wall. You could teach your family the new Mi'kmaq words that you learned. Do you remember the Mi'kmaq words for dog and puppy? Elmuj, Elmujij. That's right. You could ask your teachers to teach all of your classes about bald eagles and why it's so important to protect them. You could hang out with your friends and do some research on all the different ways that we can take to help protect their habitat. Because remember, we need all the plants, animals, birds, fish, and even insects to survive on a healthy planet. And that includes bald eagles. And of course, don't forget to listen to my new friend Allie's podcast, Cool Facts About Animals. And if you need other ideas for fun activities, then check us out online at www.warriorkidspodcast.com. We have free coloring pages, free books, and even calendars that gives you ideas for things to do. Warrior parents and teachers, don't forget to support the Warrior Kids podcast on Patreon or the Buy Me a Coffee link. Links are below. Oh, and remember, we love five-star ratings, so try to give us five stars everywhere you can. Thank you all for listening, learning, and acting. Till next time, later gators. 